Welcome to the Software and Electronics Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin. The transition from 4G to 5G may be coming sooner than you think, and with it, a complete revolution for several industries, from the way they gather data, to the way they connect, to the way they perform. With 5G, it might be like having fiber in your pocket. Here to tell us a bit about 5G and how it's going to shake up several different industries is Derek Johnston, head of U.S. marketing for networks of Samsung Electronics America. Derek, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Daniel. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for coming on to tell us a bit more about 5G and you know how it's going to affect each industry differently and some examples of that technology coming into play. But before we get into that, I'd like to know a little bit of a history of the Gs, right? So from 1 to 5, what has that progression been and how is 5G going to change things? Yeah, sure. I'd, I'd be happy to take a stab at that. Um, you know, when the first mobile networks were launched years ago, I think you know, the technology was developed kind of back in the, the, the early 80s, but they were, they were analog cellular systems that were deployed. And characteristically, those, those were not widely deployed, meaning they were kind of patchy networks. And the phones I would characterize as, as being large, you know, high-powered uh, devices that were generally installed in vehicles or bag phones, and they were, you know, used for voice services. 2G really ushered in kind of digital cellular, so it went from kind of analog voice to digital voice. And then 3G really ushered in uh, data networks and really uh, introduced kind of mobile data over devices. And um, again, that was, you know, when you first had kind of the, what they call the, the WAP phones, which was this wireless, you know, access protocol which was still kind of a clunky way to get onto the internet, but it was the beginning of it. And then 4G came along, and that really kind of put the internet in our pocket uh, with kind of modern devices that had kind of full-featured capabilities in terms of the screen technology and, and what you could view and how you could access the internet. 5G, you know, stands to kind of transform the industry again by really kind of amping up the throughput, the capacity, and the low latency you know, in other words, the speed in which people will be able to access the Internet and do all sorts of, of new and innovative things. It's essentially like putting fiber in your pocket, if you will. With 5G, how is that going to change people's experience on the Internet and what they can do? You know, what new possibilities open up with lower latency and just better connectivity in general? The interesting thing about 5G is that it really starts to open up new use cases that go kind of beyond mobile networks and things that we can do with, you know, with our smartphones. And again, smartphones, the technology has advanced you know, incredibly over the years. With 5G, it really opens up to new use cases and applications that go beyond the mobile network. And that's everything from really energizing augmented reality or, or virtual reality and the applications that can be done there. So taking it way beyond gaming practical applications like long-distance learning or experiential learning, being able to kind of untether folks in the in a virtual reality, uh, virtual reality capabilities where you no longer have to be hooked up to, a, you know, anywhere from a $2,000 to $4,000 gaming computer with a high-capacity um, video card. Uh, you could do it via your headset and connect to a 5G network, and it will provide the incredible kind of field of view and the... Um, bit rates and the resolution that would unleash an incredible 
real life experiences. And so, um, 5G networks kind of solves all the challenges that, that VR has, at least in the kind of cost-effective arenas that has all sorts of implications for things like immersive experiences at sporting events and other kind of entertainment venues. Uh, in addition to that, 5G networks could be used for lots of industrial applications, so things like enabling smart factories or smart cities, and, and this is where Again, with the capacity, the ability for 5G networks to support massive connectivity in terms of the amounts of devices and and those being kind of low-power, low-output devices on a massive scale, 5G is really well-suited for that because it can, again, use all that spectrum to support the mobile networks, but also all these IoT devices. And so things from traffic management systems in cities that are tied directly to connected car navigation systems to provide drivers with real-time updates to accidents or incidents that happen to reroute the traffic in real time to smart lighting, smart metering systems. So there's just a plethora of use cases out there that 5G can enable, which makes it really, really exciting. So you see 5G headed more towards stuff like building management and transportation as the industries that will adopt it fastest and soonest? Yeah, I think there's immediate benefits for a lot of those industries. And again, this is, you know, based on, on some kind of testing and trialing that, that we have done with 5G in the last couple of years. You take, for example, you know, I mentioned the kind of the immersive VR experiences and things that can be done in terms of, of arenas and stadiums. That's an area where we've deployed 5G networks in stadiums or at world sporting events like the Olympics to show kind of new use cases where you know, patrons of the games could view, uh, for example, at the the Pyeongchang Olympics, could view previously kind of unseen, you know, or where they weren't able to see a particular athlete kind of in a bobsled that's zooming past them at, you know, 100 miles per hour. They could strap on a pair of virtual reality goggles and get a view from inside the, the bobsled or a camera attached to the bobsled and see the kind of AR overlaid performance information, how the actual bobsled team was doing, how fast they were going, where their ranking was, and things of this nature. And so 5G networks, because of their low latency uh, and capacity, can deliver these types of immersive experiences. On the industrial IoT side, again, the examples are, are there today in terms of cities wanting to deploy uh, new technologies to help them you know, saving their operational budgets and uh, and also just save their resources. So, you know, smart metering, lighting, managing their utilities, and a lot of those things don't necessarily need a 5G network. But eventually what they will need is, and, and this is where 5G can offer an assistance is, as a network of networks, is they need that massive connectivity. So 5G in some of these scenarios could be that network of networks by simply providing backhaul to whether it was a public Wi-Fi system, LTE network, if that was uh, LTE-based IoT, or ZigBee, Z-Wave, or some of the other IoT-based network technologies. 5G could serve as a kind of a wireless backhaul, if you will, for all those technologies, and therefore it makes it a lot easier for a city or municipality to roll out IoT initiatives without having to wire to every device or to deploy four to five different wireless you know, RF uh, technologies to enable all of those things. Yeah, on the entertainment side, it's a really cool application because 
I know when I go to stadiums and I try to get on my phone and get on Twitter or Facebook and post something, half the time it doesn't even work and I'm connected to their Wi-Fi. So, you know, there's already some struggles there. And the fact that 5G is going to come in and allow people to connect to virtual reality within the stadium and see things that are going on there live, that's pretty incredible. That's quite a leap in just a very advanced direction. But more on the industrial side, I'm wondering, is there going to be a big infrastructure change in the kind of things that are needed to support a 5G network? You know, is it going to be more costly to integrate these things? Or are people actually going to save money by bringing 5G into their environments, whether that is a city or a business or just a building? Now, this where it gets really interesting. It's actually the latter, as you stated. So operators, as they deploy their 5G networks, whether it's for kind of fixed wireless access applications or if it's even, you know, for just the mobile mobile networks, if they partner with cities in advance in terms of deploying those networks for what ultimately is is kind of their standard or their their kind of baseline use case, right, in terms of, of mobile networks. If the design is is done, the network design is done in mind with enabling IoT applications, and so they partner with specific cities at the time that they're deploying these 5G small cells and, and network nodes. It can be done in such a manner in which those 5G base stations and small cells can be located in areas that will help enable some of the IoT applications and services that the city and municipality wants to deploy. And so whether it's 5G itself, meaning it's connecting directly to the application. So take, for example, a public safety monitoring or surveillance system that a city wants to deploy to you know, keep an eye on locations that might have high crime or that they might want to ensure that there's a, you know, a high traffic area where there's a lot of incidents. And they deploy HD, CCD, television cameras, or excuse me, surveillance cameras requires an incredible amount of bandwidth and low latency in order to get those direct feeds back to the public safety dispatch center. And so that may be an application that is fed directly onto the 5G system. Alternatively, if they have a smart lighting system that they want to deploy, well, those the sensors and the RF technology has already been deployed in those, you know, it's already been developed and deployed in those, those solutions. And so what Samsung has developed is this connectivity unit, which is has the other alternative technologies, and it could be Wi-Fi, ZigBee Z-Wave, as I mentioned, some of these IoT-based you know, RF technologies or that are used for IoT technologies. And all it needed is, is that it is in proximity to the 5G base station, and then it needing to connect power to that little small cell. And so that small cell would then provide the service levels that would be needed to enable the smart lighting system that was on any of those RF technologies. And so that's a pretty simple, quick, and and inexpensive way in which to kind of leverage the 5G network and some of the existing IoT-based applications and use cases that are out there without much incremental cost at all. That's really exciting, the fact that 5G can integrate so seamlessly and, you know, without a lot of strain on anyone's pocketbook. Yeah, that's that's exciting because this technology is really going to change the way people can access things and the connectivity that we already have with IoT is just going to expand. It's going to explode. And so that's really, really exciting stuff. So what do you see for the future now? What do you see as a continued application for 4G? Do you think it's going to be around much longer? Do you think it's just going to be completely replaced by 5G? But then also... 
where do you see 5G going? You know, where can it still expand to and what do you see for the future? Sure. Well, I think, you know, 4G LTE has a lot of life left in it. There has been a continued evolution of the 4G LTE standard to LTE Advanced and LTE Advanced Pro and some of these new releases that continue to come out have really taken 4G LTE, which is ultimately, you know, kind of the next generation mobile data network to now it's expanded that use to IoT-based solutions and, and other types of kind of network uh, networking technology. And so LTE has got a lot of life left in it. Car- things like carrier aggregation are also helping to squeeze more capacity and capabilities out of 4G LTE networks. And so they will live for many years to come. Not to mention the fact that you know, most of it is deployed in spectrum that enables uh, much broader coverage, particularly for, for voice services and, and also for some of your kind of lower um, uh, data need services. And so those that use will continue to be needed to be supported and that kind of broad coverage and capability that 4G LTE networks provides in terms of the, the spectrum will, will be uh, useful for years to come. 5G to me is, you know, it, again, another evolution, another layer of the network that can be added and, and another layer of capabilities that can be added. And I think initially, you know, we talked about some of those use cases, but I think where 5G will go in the future, there, I think there would be some really compelling transformational capabilities that 5G will help deliver. You know, when you look at the transportation segment, I think 5G takes us to the next layer of the connected car and then enables us to go into the autonomous, you know, autonomous driving scenarios, you know, tying into traffic management system and offering a whole level of safety features just by the capabilities of if you can, you know, have a, that reliability, that low latency network that will enable, you know, autonomous driving and take a lot of those concerns away that the kind of nascent technology that we've seen out there, that people still have concerns about. And so I think, that's one of those kind of transformational capabilities that 5G will will help get us there. You know, I think in healthcare you start to look at it, and you know, there's been this talk of of what 5G can do in, in healthcare, and it's already kind of showing some early signs of capabilities initially with with VR in terms of again that whether it's kind of therapeutic or rehabilitation, that kind of VR can help, whether it's with um, you know, helping those who have, let's say, you know, lost a limb. This, you know, this could be kind of helping veterans in terms of if they've lost a limb and they get a new prosthetic with kind of this ghost limb pain and things of this nature. And there's been studies shown that that provide real clinical solutions to folks in, in with certain um, uh, VR applications. And so, you know, those are real applications that can be used today. But I think if you look at the future and what 5G can bring, you start to get into things like remote surgery. You know, will the, the network get as reliable, low latency enough to support kind of low uh, remote surgical procedures? And those things are, you know, incredibly compelling. And I think, you know, there is a possibility that we get there, that we, you know, whether it's in, you know, kind of emergency medicine and enabling, you know, ambulatory staff to leverage some of those network capabilities to provide enhanced you know, care on the, on the spot. I think there's some real, real capabilities there. That healthcare application is what's really getting me excited. 
because healthcare, I think in general, is a little slower at adopting some of these technologies because there's just a large barrier with making sure that the technology is effective. And I mean, if it's with something that has to do with treatment or some kind of operative technology, there needs to be a lot of testing and a lot of approval before it gets in there. But something like a 5G network allowing better connectivity between care units, I mean, that that could really help alleviate some stress for uh, first responders. And so that's that's a really exciting application. Absolutely. And I, yeah, and yeah, my hope is too, it's, you know, it's one of those areas where wireless technologies has been, you know, have, have been a challenge in terms of healthcare. I think, you know, from a regulatory, from a safety perspective, there's always been a preference to go, you know, kind of with wired infrastructure because it was, you know, it's tangible, it's there, it's, it's hardened. Um, you know, I think this notion of having a hardened, reliable wireless network is really where we need to kind of get to in order for, for us to really enable those types of, of innovations in, in healthcare. And I think uh, with 5G, I think, you know, I'm hopeful that we, that we can get there to really take it to the next level. Because as, as you said, I think it's a, an industry that's kind of ripe for, um, for really a kind of a technology transformation. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Derek, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast and giving us some more insight on 5G and where you think it's going. You know, I'll, I'll be tuned in to all the innovations that are going to come from it. And I mean, from the entertainment side to the healthcare side I mean, and everything in between, there are some really exciting applications and I'm, I'm looking forward to that future. So again, thanks for coming on. Great. Hey, thanks for having me, Daniel. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you, everyone, for listening to today's podcast. And if you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can head to marketscale.com and subscribe to your favorite articles, podcasts, and video content from your favorite industries. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin. Till next time. Mm-hmm.